I want to introduce to you Brother Carl Sukraj and his family. Um, on the end, we have Emma and Carl's wife, Dana, and Jeremiah, AJ, and Brother Carl, if you want to come. Uh, we're, we are glad to have you guys with us today. Um, Dana is originally from North Mississippi in the Olive Branch area, is that right? And Brother Carl is originally from Trinidad and Tobago. 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 Well, okay. I thought you said Tobago last night. It depends on who you're speaking to. Okay, good enough. I'm speaking before a crowd. I have to pronounce it properly. Okay, okay. Um, But Brother Carl and Dana and their family are going to be going to Peru to work uh, with um, orphanages there. And so he's here this morning to present uh, the ministry to you. This is an informal time, so you feel free to ask questions, and and he'll do his best to answer those. But, Brother Carl, we are very, very glad that you're with us this morning. It's good so. to be here this morning. Well, thank you all uh, so much for allowing us to be part of your fellowship this morning. Um, Carl Sukraj, okay? Everybody, you can call me Carl. It's not a big deal. Sukraj is uh, my given name, I guess, is from my parents, and so don't hold that against me. Um, it's an Indian name from India, and it means Suk is Saturday and Raj is king. So it's king of Saturday. And there's a joke in, in there somewhere, but, you know, the kids have heard it a lot of times. So um, my wife has got, you know, we married now, so she become the queen of Saturday. So everything is a rub. But um, it, is, uh, it is good to be with y'all. And we are uh, going to Peru to open up an orphanage from a ground level. There is nothing there but a piece of dirt that the Lord has one day will provide the finances for us to purchase that. And uh, that's our purpose, to go to Peru. Um, as we, uh, we, we get ready to go there... I'll tell you a little bit about myself as quick as I can. Um, Born in Trinidad and Tobago, grew up as a missionary's kid. So got saved when I was 11 years old, surrendered to the ministry when I was 17. Uh, Ended up coming to Lexington Baptist College in Lexington, Kentucky. So don't hold that against me either. Um, But I'm going to enjoy the the game later as well as you guys will too. So, (laughs) see, I didn't wear blue, but you know, I I am supporting uh, the teams out there. So, just neutral colors. Uh, So, but got my bachelor degree in Bible at Lexington Baptist College. uh, Graduated '96, moved down to Mississippi uh, that fall of '96. Ended up meeting my wife in school still in 1998. Um, Got married in 99, and we've been married ever since. So the good thing about it, too, we have the same birthday. August 7th is our birthday. We have the same anniversary. (laughs) Mind-blowing. So so God has blessed us to have a few things together. So, And we got three kids. So um, my story started way, way, way back when time ever was started, I guess you would say. But in 2012, uh, we've been at a Calvary Baptist Church in Horn Lake, Mississippi for, I, I've been there, was there for about 17 years. 
In 2012, God just started tugging at my heart that he wanted us to do something different. Even when Dana and I got married, we knew that we would be in ministry together. We just didn't know exactly what it was going to be. But here it is, 18 years later, uh, God has uh, worked it out for us to go to Peru. But 2012, we started praying, God, what you would have us to do? How are we going to uh, fulfill your commission in our lives? And in 2015, we ended up going to Peru to visit our missionary friends, John Michael and Angela Poulin. Um, and God called us to the mission field. So be careful when you go on mission trips, right? <laughs> but we're excited because there's a great, great need in Peru, not just for um, orphanage, but there's a need for the word of God to, to be shared. There is uh, almost uh, just over 30 million people in Peru. You know, that may not seem like a lot to some people, but within that 30 million people, they're right at 83, uh, 82% of uh, people, of those people profess to be Roman Catholics. Now, again, I grew up as a Baptist, and I believe in the Baptist doctrines and God's word. And I believe that salvation is, is a free gift from God. There's nothing that you and I can work and, and do for that. That's what the book tells me. Uh, Ephesians says that it is a gift from God, not of ourselves, but it's a gift. And it's a gift from God. So as we see people working for or trying to work for their salvation, and 83% of them have that that uh, knowledge and saying, hey, uh, it's not about Jesus Christ. It's about how many Hail Marys I can say or uh, what, what different type of works I can do. So it bothers me in that sense. There's only about 12% or so that would be some in, in the, the in bat, and I can't speak now. There's only about 3% out of that 12% that professes to be Baptist. Um, and we know no matter how many people there is around, and we're in the United States, and we hear a lot of people profess to be Baptist, but they don't practice uh, to be. So that part, we want to be able to go and meet the needs in the orphanage, but also share the gospel to these young people uh, that in turn, one day they'd be able to preach the gospel to their own kind. Um, as we do that, we would see a generation of young people coming and preaching the, the word and also teaching the word. And that's very important because we are told in the Great Commission to go and preach and teach and baptize. And we want to be able to do that as best as we can. Well, in Peru, uh, things are a little bit different in Peru. And I don't know if we have the video that we can share. Uh, it's just a couple of minutes, and just to give you an idea of what you're looking at, so you can go ahead.
as you see in that in those pictures there it's a different place it's dry um, Peru is made up of three different regions uh, from the coastal you have about 75 miles inland uh, that is uh, 50 to 75 miles is just about desert that you would see. You reach into the area where we're going, it's just starting to be hills, and it's a mixture of sand uh, and dirt and some hills, and then you have the mountains, and then you go into, after the mountains, then you go into the Amazon. God has called us to Okukahe. Okukahe is a place that uh, has no running water. As of 2015, they had no running water. Um, no, no septics or nothing like that. It's a, it it's, reminds me of uh, home in some sense when I was like five and uh, under 10 years old that you would have to go outside, outside, and, uh, if you had to go anywhere. Um, so it reminds me a little bit of being in Trinidad, but it's totally different in the fact that poverty level is really, really bad. If you've heard anything about uh, the stories in, in, in Venezuela, how the food is, is rationed or it's so, so much shortage for food, well, in South America, period, uh, that's the case. And when you have over 50% of your people living in poverty and almost 12 million of your people don't even have running water, um, it's pretty bad. And I'm not telling you that to, to, for you to, but I'm trying to get you to understand the picture of their lifestyle. They're comfortable. They're happy. But with all that, they need help. They need help to, to understand how to, to, to jar, how to preserve food. They don't even know how to do that. And one thing, you know, the United States went through stuff like that at one time. Uh, God has uh, blessed the United States and the fact that they learned a lot of different ways on how to develop different things to, to save food. Um, there's food processes here, but um, there's nothing like that uh, in the country's uh, side where we're going. Now, the bigger cities like Lima, which is the capital, when you come into that place, there's over six million people in that, in that place, you'll find a lot of the niceties um, but you'll also find just on the outskirt that people are in poverty beyond recognition. One of the reasons for that is that they don't understand how to, to work and, uh, and th their trade. They do a lot of farming. Um, that is one of the things that we're going to uh, do in our home is to raise up uh, our own garden, our own farm for animals, in order to keep our costs down. We want to be able to teach them how to do that uh, so we can not only develop uh, and have our food, but we'll be able to teach them a trade, if you would. Um, I've been in a, in a lot of different type of trades. Uh, I'm by, right now, I'm a tow truck driver, body man, painter, uh, carpenter, um, mechanic, just you name it drywall guy, whatever you name it, I've done a little bit of. Um, so God has blessed me with some knowledge in a lot of different areas. 
And I think that's uh, one of the reasons that he's called me to go there in order to be able to, to share my knowledge with them and help them to develop a little bit better uh, ways of doing things. Now, I'm not saying that they don't know anything. I'm just saying that we'll be able to, to work together and uh, come to one purpose and, and help each other out. But in Okakahe, the little town of Okakahe, there's about 6,000 people. Now, in the region, uh, the Ica region, there is about a million people. There's little towns all over that there's open markets, uh, open farm markets and different things that you go into there. Well, these people that can't afford to, to keep their kids, they would leave these children in the open marketplace. Now, as a parent, that's heartbreaking to me to think that one day it, things get so bad that I'm not able to take care of my kid. I'll leave them in the marketplace. You as a parent might understand how hard it is to do that because you would do anything to make sure your child had food. Well, and they have done everything that they can and they get to that point where there's, there's nothing else they can do. They understand if they leave that child there, there's a better chance for that child to get food and some sort of uh, education. So there's kids left in there. There are kids in the, um, we, the, the parks. They're sleeping in the park because there's not a place for them anywhere for them to go to get a shelter. It don't rain that much in Peru, so and sleeping in the park is not that big of a deal, I guess, to them. Um, it rains about once or twice a year if you're very uh, fortunate enough. So it's, very, it's a very dry place. But to go and help these kids just to get them off the street would be in itself just a wonderful thing to do. But in, to go and teach them the gospel and share the gospel with them that they may in one day understand the fullness of freedom and the, the love that somebody has for the, them, that is Jesus Christ, the love that, they, that he has, that he would leave his glory and come to this earth so that we may be able to say we have salvation in him and through him. That is our main purpose. Our purpose is not for them to become dependent upon us by no means. We don't want that at all but we want to be able to be a blessing to them. Our age bracket that we like to share with and work with is between 5 and 18. And, uh, you know, I, I told the, the story a couple weeks ago that um, we have three kids, as you've, you've heard, and I've been blessed that I've changed about five diapers in my lifetime. So, so the age bracket is 5 to 18, and typically a 5-year-old, don't need a diaper change, right? Typically. So I think God was working that in, in my mind when he uh, told me 5 to 18. So uh, that, <laughs> so, but we've committed, my wife and I have committed 21 years to the mission field. As you know, life changes, stuff happens, but we are committed to go there. 
for 21 years and in order to see just the, see the, the, the progress in the children and how they go and grow in the Lord and how they become better in society. Um, we, uh, being commissioned through the office uh, last April, we got commissioned as 100% self-funded missionaries. That means every dollar we, we raise, we need, we raise for ourselves. There's no financial um, help that comes from the office. I've, I was told back then that it's the new thing that um, any BMA missionary that goes out would be self-funded 100%. So, but we are, we're happy, we're, we'll be okay because we believe that God is in the calling that he's called us with. And when we found that out December 7th, 2015, we were fine with it because we knew that God has called us and God will provide for us. So that's not that big of a deal. The big deal is that they require us to, uh, to raise $5,122.75 monthly supply uh, support. But again, it's a big requirement, but I hope that you can say that you serve a big God because I serve a big God and it's nothing for him. So we count it a, a privilege to be able to go into churches and share what God has called us to do and, and churches are responding and people are responding and they're going on the, on the, uh, the BMA site and uh, we do have our name on there that can support us directly through that or they can take our uh, place cards and do it through that or even through churches, the church, and support us through that. We have something what's called a Facebook page. If you a Facebook user, you can go on Home His Love Means Everything. You'll find us on there. Home His Love Means Everything. You'll see our picture on there, like the page, follow the page, and you'll see the different things, uh, where we've been and where we're going, and we'll give you updates as we go. There's a, there's a little letter out there that pretty much tells our story on how uh, things have happened. There are other letters and or newsletters that come that will come up, and you'll be able to, to follow us as we share those through our churches. We uh, plan to leave for language school in August. School starts September of this year. Um, yes, I do not speak Spanish. I only look like I should speak Spanish. Um, but I already told you I was had an Indian name, so. But Spanish school starts September 5th. Our goal is to be there in the middle of August. And uh, one of the things that I made a commitment, I serve at Central uh, Church of Shel uh, in South Haven as the administrative pastor. And I made a commitment to see a project through uh, we're just in the process of building our church facility, and that is one of my commitment to our church. Uh, so I will make sure that commitment is fulfilled before I move to my next. Uh, so we may have to push that date back. I hope I, God works it out where we're able to, uh, to don't have to do that because I'm ready to be on the mission field right now. Um, but God's timing is not my timing. But... As we go through that process, get to the mission field, get to language school, get to Peru, um, we'll have an opportunity for groups to come in and serve. Um, forgive my pointing, but outside on the back wall, you'll see a, dis uh, 
a little model of, of what we want to do. Our home, the 10 to 15 acres that we want to have, the homes that we, we would have, uh, the dormitory, the chapel, the, the, the doctor's office, the guardhouse, the kitchen, and so forth. You'll see all that out there. Then we have a, a, a stage where we'll build guest housing. Um, so that way when you guys come in to do mission work, whether it be a, a VBS type deal or, or just come, you have a place to stay because in Okakahe there's no hotel. In Ica there's a couple hotels, but even for a million people, um, there is places that you can go and have resorts and stuff like that, just like any other place in the world. But it's very expensive, so in order to keep the cost down, because a plane ticket is about $1,100 or more just to get there. So where you don't have to pay for a hotel, you'll be able to stay with us and experience mission life firsthand, one-on-one -on -one with it. Um, I want to be able to leave a little bit of time. I don't know how much time we have because I don't see it somewhere. Oh, there it is, 10. Okay. We've got a few more minutes for you to ask questions. Let's think about what questions that you may have here in a, in a second. But I'll, I want to give you a few suggestions on how you can be a part of our ministry. Uh, definitely pray for us. Because if you're not praying for us, um, you're, we want to be on your mind. So pray for us. Um, and pray that God works everything out and pray that we listen to his, his voice. Um, one of the things that uh, some churches have done in the past, especially last year, was a very good, good thing. The VBS for kids, uh, Vacation Bible School, the kids were, some churches do offerings and stuff like that. They were able to use us as a project uh, for, for that all work. So they're, they raise or support that way. Easter offering, uh, Christmas offerings, or any type of special emphasis offerings, you can work us in, in there or work us in your budget and you'll be able to, to serve, uh, be part of our ministry that way. But most of all, above all, I want you to commit to pray for us. If, if nothing else, as you pray for us, God will work everything out for us. Uh, those are some ways to to be part of our ministry, like us on Facebook, and uh, go from there. Our goal is, again, is 40 to 50 kids uh, as we teach and preach the gospel to them. Um, may not seem like a lot, but we want to be able to serve them uh, in the best capacity that we can. So we don't want to have a 1,000 kids in there and not be able to feed them either, but 40 to 50 kids, and as we go, we can be able, as we grow, we can, we can serve more people. Um, three different orphanage is in uh, seven years apiece. So set three in, um, three in 21 years. Um, we, I believe that we can have them up and going within seven years each. So hence we've committed 21 years to the field. So any questions that you have? There's a lot of information to throw into um, and it may. Brother Carl, I know you've got a lot of thought to it. Have y'all prepared for culture shock? Uh, we're working on that right now. Yeah. That's why we're up on North Mississippi, I mean, North uh, Arkansas. It's a different culture up here. We didn't expect to have snow up here, you know. <laughs> so. But we are working towards that, yes. There's, there's a few things in play for that. Would be uh, any complications with the government 
the government is open for people to come in and help. The gospel is uh, allowed into uh, Peru uh, right now. Um, you know, that can change at any, any time, but they're open to it. The government does, government does not financially help uh, with any orphanage. They have rules and regulations uh, just like anywhere else, but they financially they will not help. It's not like the United States where the, the government allows them in their budget. It's not like that, but they are open to us coming in. No, ma'am, there's nothing there but a pe uh, nothing at all. This is from ground level up. The property will be purchased eventually. There's a piece of property that I have in mind, again, but uh, property is very expensive. There's uh, an F. Land is about $15,000 an acre. Yes, it's very expensive because good farmland is hard to come by, too, and we want to be able to have good farmland. Yes, ma'am. You mentioned that you would be going to Uh, up in the mountains, they speak Quechua. So, mainly Spanish is spoken all throughout um, Peru, different dialects, of course, but Quechua is normally up in the mountains. Uh, so, John Michael now is supposed to be in the process of learning that. We will be working with our missionary there hand in hand as far as church, our church planner and the orphanage will be working hand in hand. I will serve alongside with them also in that ministry. cities there's water running water uh, they have their stores and in, in, in our area waters come out of the wells uh, we have to get well water and drinking water you purchase uh, drinking water and uh, I'll make reference to this sheet uh, which you'll see it's a it's a, just a budget sheet for first first year um, second year type deal and these are monthly uh, estimates and it'll have on there where it says that we have a budget for water and all that stuff too. So that is purchased. Drinking water is purchased, but the everyday farm water is out of a well. What kind of opposition do you get? Would you receive from uh, So far, we have not seen any opposition, um, especially in the church plant with, that John Michael is doing. Uh, there's a work when we were there in 2015 they had just started and you saw the John Michael was sitting with a gentleman reading the Bible just simple that guy that's in Okukahe um, and they were having a Bible study on his farm where he was farming and a lot of one-on-one -on -one disciple went into that and now they have a church service that they do every Sunday night uh, now I'm not sure if it's uh, uh, they don't have a pastor there but I'll be able, to, if, if I get there in time, I may be able to help in that aspect. Yes? Where do you stand on your, on your uh, getting your monthly budget? We are right at 70% committed to us. Um, there's a few churches that we're waiting on to respond, and we may be close to 80% or maybe over 80% on depending upon how that 
uh, comes along. And I say churches, you know, we have individuals that support us $5 uh, through the, the website. We have individuals that support us $40 and $50, some hundred, some $150. We just want people to do what God has called them to do. And whether a church, you know, as a, a collective body, God may never say, hey, this is part of your ministry. But individually, God might say, hey, I want you to be part of this ministry. And that's why we, we cater for, we try to get people involved because bottom line is whatever we have here, one day we're going to leave it. And the question is, what have we done with what we have to, for kingdom work? And that's all that matters is kingdom work. So that's all that should matter. It's not about having a big house and so forth. It's about bringing him, his name known. Concerning support, if someone wanted to support you individually, uh, they can set up a recurring draft from their checking account, for example, through the BMA America Missions website, right? Correct. They can go on that website. That website is on our Facebook page. We also have a, a little white sheet out there with uh, information on the BMA America website, and they can do it. They can do a one-time gift, or they can do a monthly recurring gift, or uh, however much. If you wanted to put a million dollars in there, I'm sure there's a way that somebody we would figure it out. And then, of course, they can always give it to the church. So, and they can always give it to the church, and the church will eventually send it to us. Now. <laughs> no. <laughs> but the bottom line is that you can be a part of this ministry simple ways, any different way. Uh, pray for us, support us financially. Uh, whatever God leads you to do, send us a letter, uh, a note. Just say that you're praying for us. I mean, our email address is out there. Everything is out there. Just do what God has called you to do. And uh, that's all that we want you to do. Um, and everything that you give through the website or it's, it's tax, uh, you can use it as tax deductions. Yes, ma'am, the Americans can. Now, the process is a little bit hard on adoption. As you know, it's hard up here. It's hard anywhere that you go. Um, one of the things that we, we've learned so far now as we go there, we'll, we'll find out a whole lot more information. But we've heard that the, the government requires uh, access to you for six months, uh, a six-month period. We're not sure if they need you to be there physically or where you can just up and go and come and meet them. And that's one of the reasons for our guest housing too. So if they are required, if you're required to stay there, you'll have a place to stay uh, with us in, in the home um, and have access. So is that something you're going to try to facilitate? Yes, adoption is, on the, uh, is out there. We want to be able to, to say that these kids are able to be adopted by whoever. Uh, they will go through the background check and so forth and make sure that they're going to be the best parent, I mean, as best as we can. Yes. You mentioned that you needed uh, what fifty one hundred dollars a month. Fifty one twenty two seventy five. <laughs> what all does that cover? That just that covers our salary, um, our insurance, which is about fourteen hundred dollars. Um, our taxes, or they ha they've started now with four hundred one k something. Um, so there's a lot of different. Our salary is right around three thousand dollars. I think is what they require us to have a salary. 
And then the other stuff is it, it takes care of um, other needs. Or this does not include all work fund. Um, all work fund is raised separately. Right now, our focus is to raise our, our monthly uh, support because without our monthly support, the work fund has no need. Um, so we. So that's what that does. So. We have some that's uh, already, some churches has actually sent in money to, towards the land. Um, some churches have sent in money just directly to our work fund. Um, so there's a, there's a little bit there already. Now the land, one of the things, and I did forget, I, I failed to mention that, um, well, Dana and I, we own a tow service and body shop. It's for sale. We have 11.2 acres where we're at. Our house is gonna be for sale and everything here in the next few months. Our business is up, and we've had the business this year make it 16 years. It's a very profitable business, and we, we plan on taking the profits off of that business and putting a good sum towards our land. Uh, so we, that's our goal is to, so we can buy, because when we get to the field, we have to have the land in order to start building. So that's one of our first commitment is to buy land. And the budget kind of outlines that as far as... Uh, What's required? Or what's what's our estimated cost on that uh, for us for for land? It's about one hundred fifteen thousand dollars for, and again, ten to fifteen acres is where we we want to want to get. Um, Valentine, again, the guy in the picture that was open the Bible, local guy, he has where he can. Uh, he's going to help us purchase the land, and we we hope to get the land for about eighty five hundred instead of fifteen thousand. Um, building materials is right now they build with uh, cinder blocks or wood. Yeah, cinder blocks is mainly because of it's, it's being so hot. The concrete, it kind of keeps it cool. And they build in, in levels. Um, as some of the pictures that you saw, it's, it's flat. And then they build, where they build it where they can build on top of that uh, later on. You would not see too many houses with a roof on it as far as a peak with where they'll rain would run off of it. It's, most of the roofs are flat. Do all the children go to public school? The children go to public school. Uh, there's a public school in Okakahe. Uh, um, we will be teaching uh, daily at our home. Um, we'll be teaching them. We'll, we'll at first, we'll probably use the uh, the public schooling because we wouldn't be able to afford the other until. But after that, we'll be able to teach. We want to be able to have a school there too. Any other? Well, I hope I was able to give you a little information or insight on what what we'll be doing as we move forward. Um, I appreciate the opportunity to share. Uh, if you have any other questions, or we have our email uh, slip out there. There's a slip you can write on your email. Uh, feel free to, to take anything off of that table or information where you can uh, find out more about us and call us, text us, yell at us, however you want to.